Hello and welcome to Double Feature, a podcast where we watch a film, we drink a beer and we talk about them. I'm Andrew Gibney. And I'm Tom Coast and we have watched Karate Kid. This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until he met the hey, right I girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. You got your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. We have we have watched an 1884 classic, The Karate Kids, uh, which is one that we, I picked this because Tom has never seen it, which. Well, my, wife, okay. my wife hasn't seen it as well, so I kind of let you off. Two of these is fine. Like, right. it... Got to bear in mind it came out six years before I, I was born. I understand the references. I, you, can't, you can't go through life without knowing the classic lines from Karate Kid, regardless of whether or not you've seen it. But it was just one of those films that has just been on my list for years and years and years. And it, it's without having seen it, it's hard to understand why you should watch it, if you know what I yeah, mean. So yeah, yeah. it's not like, I don't know, you know, the, the top classics like Shawshank Redemption and Godfather, like people surround those down your throat and it's inevitable you're going to watch them at some point. Whereas Karate Kid is, for me, was always this film that people really enjoyed, but it wasn't the, the classic that you absolutely had to watch in your lifetime up until like you know what i mean it wasn't top top 250 on imdb it wasn't any of those things that not not saying that those all those films are great but those are the ones you turn to that you haven't seen compared to like one like this one it's not a film and music resort that's sort of reinvented the wheel it was a it's a film of the, the genre of the kind of mid 80s was very much this sort of there's a lot of these kind of films that really karate, BMXs, things like the Goonies going on adventures, Rocky, like quite niche things like boxing and karate are not like the biggest sports in any sort of Western nation, but it sort of hit on a on a theme and they kind of went with this sort of film and there was yeah. quite, a, quite a lot of them. And it was, and because as I'm 39 or 40 next year, I have to think about what year was it, uh, and these films were like, a generation of what my generation grew up on these. Yeah, of course. Whereas I'm not sure what sort of films from the mid nineties would be the same for you. I'm not. I, I, off the top of my head, I wouldn't be able yeah. to tell you, but it's more, you mentioned Rocky and I think the fact that Rocky, I think Rocky is held to a higher standard than the karate kids. Yeah. And so, so that's why I, I mean, that's why I've seen them. I think, Rock, I only watched rock, the, the, the Rocky series when I was about 15, first mm. time, because my cousin's husband told me that we were going to go watch Rocky Barber at the cinema because he wanted to go watch it and he was taking me with, with him. And then he just plopped the box set of all five Rockies in watch front these. of me. And he was like, watch these. And I had like basically 24 hours to watch them. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and I did. Uh, I fell asleep, I think, through Rocky V, which is understandable, uh, and a laptop overheated on my duvet. But I had watched the first four by that point, so I was getting a bit rockied out. 
But yeah. for the Karate Kids, I know the franchise didn't take off quite as well as the Rocky one did. No, not, not uh, but, I, but I also knew that going into this, I also knew kind of that this was the best one, that this was the original. Obviously, I saw in 2010 that they'd made a remake with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Don't mention, <laughs> don't mention that. It just doesn't exist. I read the synopsis and I felt kind of, I felt, I felt, I was like, is it, is it a bit, is it a bit racist calling it the Karate Kid, seeing as they go to China and he learns Kung Fu instead? And I was yeah. like, why yeah. are you calling this the Karate Kid? I, I understand the concept of boy meets wise old Asian man, Asian man <laughs> teaches in the ways of martial arts, but let's not waste any time on this podcast sorry, covering but, that despicable. As, sorry, I, I'm not, but as a as that was like the film that I saw come out, I'd never watched it and I don't intend on doing so. But I knew what I was getting into in a way that I knew it wasn't like an overly serious film. Yeah. I knew there was the classic uh, lines that were going to come out of it. And to be honest, it didn't disappoint at all. Before we get to that, because the other reason why I picked it is the success of Cobra Kai as well, which started off as like an internet-based like, small show, now it's on Netflix and there's another series coming. And even I want to watch it, but I was like, I need to watch the originals again before, because I, I, I heavily lean on the original three, at least. Well, apparently yeah. it's only the first one. Well, I've, I've seen them mention one and two, so you can always you know who right, the people okay. are. But, and that was, that was kind of, like, if we're going to, watch Cobra Kai, I wanted to sort of reintroduce myself to the Karate series as well because as I come to there's a lot of this that I've totally forgotten before yeah. we get to that, Tom, what are you drinking uh, well, this evening? I have been in self-isolation for 14 days, and but in that time I have also uh, drank all the fancy beers that you've given me <laughs> so I have decided to go back to basics with Brewdog and I have picked the Lost Lager, the 21st century pill, mm. which is one of theirs that I've not had yet. So it's okay. been a very long time since we've had a lager on this podcast. I mean, like have a, we had a lager on before? A straight up lager. Uh, the, the can says it's lager like it should be. I'm very hit and miss with lager these days. Obviously, before back in the day when I was a heathen when it came to beer, I yep. was Foster's. Well, <laughs> at uni, it was Carling. Like, I feel sick just thinking about it, but that's what I drank. So. Obviously, I'm expecting this to be slightly superior to all of that, so we're going to have a look. But it's a very crisp yellow. Yeah, I'm, exci- I'm excited by this. He's already taking his top off. No, you know what? It's lager like it should be. Because if you're getting a pint of lager or a glass of lager, you know what you're getting. Hmm. Now, there are some which taste like arsehole juice. And <laughs> like Carling and uh, other like an angel pissing on your tongue, as the guy from North Manchester said after the first lockdown ended. Exactly. <laughs> and whereas this is, it's it's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm, I did not hate that sip. It tasted like what I remember a decent lager tasting like. I don't know if there's excellent lagers out there i, I can't I, I can't see anyone other other than of course miller high life that's 
very different. <laughs> the last one that I tried was the Manchester Union that we had at Grub. We had a little taste of it. It wasn't that bad, actually. No, exactly. And I think this falls in that category of it's very drinkable. It's on, lager. That's it. on, on that note, my manager was in like a fancy food hall and there was a brewery called Daya, which is from Cheltenham that everyone raves about. And there was a couple of IPAs, which I told, which I told him to get. And they were like £5 a go. And he was like, he scoffed at that. This house is full of uh, cores and Budweiser and that uh, ilk. And he, he said they made him feel sick, was what he said. The £5 IPAs? Yeah, it made him feel sick. Wow. So he's back to being a Moretti, so that, that says everything know about my manager. Uh, I am drinking today, it's called Laser Grazer, a fruited sour by a Brooklyn brewery called Kings County Brewers Collective. Which I had in New York as well. I had one that was called Penguins versus Cactus on my birthday. That was I saw the name and I was like, "Yep, that's a, I don't care what it is." Uh, so yeah, this is a sour ale with tart cherry, blackberry, and red currant. It's very red. It's very red. Um, it's very tart. It's very berry. Yeah. Is it berry berry? I'm getting cherry. I'm definitely getting blackberry. I couldn't tell what red currants taste like, but yeah. They're quite sour red currants. It's, it's like it's like a four or five on the sour chart. Right. But the tartness is really there and you get yeah. the berries. Ooh, it's, it's nice that. Back to Karate Kid. So you said you you knew sort of like you knew the lines were gonna like wax on, wax off and that everyone like you didn't need to see the film before Yeah, you that's what I said when we were everyone away. knows Mr. Miyagi without even knowing who Mr. Miyagi is. So overall, Tom. Did, I mean, did it live up to the, the pre-film hype? Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it was a film that did its job, made me chuckle, had some good moments in it, had some horrific 80s moments in it, in a good way, starting with the peak music, peak 80s intro music that you get when the film starts. But and, and who was the music done by? Bill Conti, who did Rocky. Well, there we go. Then it's absolutely it's a classic of its genre. But no, I, I we'll get to the soundtrack later on. But it was everything I expected it to be, and more in the sense that I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Which, which is good for an eighties film, because yeah, yeah, yeah it, I, it was a very easy watch. It was surprisingly not as karate heavy as i thought it was going to be because now since then there's been a lot of films that follow the same line as karate kid um they're very like sport orientated whereas this yeah. was an hour and a half of daniel getting beaten up and moaning <laughs> about it and for, for good reason obviously it's, i don't no like it some slave labor and some slave labor <laughs> from mr miyagi and and then there's the karate tournament at the end and that was nice i enjoyed that i it did they didn't Karate was the theme of the film, but it wasn't shoved down your throat. Yes, there wasn't like endless montages and like you don't see him going through like the regional tournaments and all that. It's just like a lead up to one moment, and it's and it's not even like it's not even about him like Miyagi makes it clear it's not even about winning. It's like if you take part in this, they'll have respect for you. Like, and if you get beat up, you're going to get beat up anyway. So what have you got to lose? It's not like an over. It's not an overriding like you must win this tournament to save like your family's future, like <laughs> life or death. It's just that as like a kid who's sort of redeeming himself, and and yeah, I I expected the cry to come a lot sooner on the phone from like memory, 
and you're like an hour in, you're like, oh, it was this far out before we even get to like the training there or like anything at all. It's but I didn't hate that. I, I no. think it worked really well because a lot of it was about Daniel arriving in a completely on the other side of the country, really. What a fucking road trip that was. I mean, I've I've done a good chunk of it. And You've not done New York to fucking California and like, they didn't really even stay anywhere, they just kept going. I mean, we were originally meant to go from Philadelphia, which is on that coast, yeah. all the way to California. It's still a good, like, knocking like two, three hours off it as well. Like. Yeah, okay, but you know what I mean? Like, it, I've done, I, unfortunately, we had to start from Houston. <laughs> uh, but originally, we were meant to do two 10-hour journeys from yeah. Philadelphia, Tennessee, Tennessee, Houston. And it looked like they did it in one one goal, which just seems I th- it is it is impossible. They will have yeah. stopped to run yeah. like but I have done that part a good chunk of that road trip and yeah, yes, it, it is mostly desert. There is literally fuck all on the way there. But one thing that did shock me originally like at the beginning was someone says I've put the red wine in the fridge and I lost it. I was like, This is it, <laughs> I'm gonna hate this film. Fucking who Americans put, who puts red wine in the fridge? It's true. But we have a we have a wine fridge tub and there's no red wine in the wine fridge. Good, because it doesn't go in the it fridge. Doesn't, it doesn't. Anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, like I was there were so many bits and watching it going, I have no recollection of all these scenes. Like when they go to golf and stuff, which is like the greatest place known to man ever. I need we need a golf and stuff, Tom. With like mini golf and a pool and slides and arcades and I mean we we, we had that. It was the entrance to the cinema. <laughs> Without the golf and the system. I mean, they could have had slides. It was so much more fun going downstairs. Yeah, the, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, like, like the scene with the paper with uh, Ali's parents played by Elizabeth Shue. And I was like, I, I even forgot Elizabeth Shue was in it because well, as a kid, you have no idea who Elizabeth Shue is. Like, she's going to have probably the best career of, of any of them in this film. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously Ralph Macchio, is, who plays Daniel, is the, the star of the film. And yet, obviously, other than the Karate Kid two and three, I'm going to dispute that later. But yeah, well, just him being the star of the film. Yeah. Okay. He is. He's the, the lead. Person, he's, he's the lead. lead. He's the person who the story revolves around, and yes. he is mo- the most prominent throughout the film. Let's put it that way. And it's, about, delivers, it's about it's about him. It's yeah. About him. And he delivers a, a very what I thought was a very good performance throughout as a young, may I say, very young looking twenty three year old. Yes, which yeah, apparently on set there was quite a few people who didn't believe he was the age that he was. When it's absolutely mad, I, I looked, I was like, surely he's going to be like nineteen because he's playing what a sixteen-year-old at this point, something yeah. like that. And I looked and I was like, he's he's the oldest of the three. He's the oldest between of him, uh, Ralph Macho, Elizabeth Shue, and William Zabka, who plays Johnny. Yeah. Zabka, who is about seven foot three, if you. <laughs> take the film and, you know, he was only 19 during the film. Wow. So, and Elizabeth, she was 21. So there was, there was a two year, there was a four year gap between <laughs> William Zabka and Ralph Macho and his 19 year old beating up on a 23 year old throughout the film. And it's interesting because you look through Ralph Macho's career since then. And a lot of the roles he's played is, well, he's played Ralph, Ralph Macho. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's a shame because I thought looking at this, if you told me, this guy has gone on to have a good career as an actor, like a strong career, I would have believed you. Yeah. 
sadly it's like people who are now like my age who become like directors and writers and producers are like should we get Ralph Macchio in from Karate Kid that's what he's basically that's exactly become he is. <laughs> and yeah and he is and we won't name him anything he'll just be Ralph Macchio and he'll appear yeah. and be like oh he's the guy from Karate Kid yeah <laughs> he designed How I Met Your Mother and I think it's it's just very it's sad in a way that you're cast as the guy who played the Karate Kid for the the rest of your the rest of your life and you know, it's because when you when you're in a sort of a, an iconic movie like this, it's hard to ever like eclipse it. Like nothing you yeah. do is ever going to live up to like a cultural yeah. classic. It, it, it happens to so many of them. Like we talked about uh, Dakota Fanning and which is a man on man on fire. She's got that like she'll always be a child actress. It's hard to then become like a proper serious actress mm-hmm. down the line, and or to get away from being. The guy, the Karate Kid. Like it's, the fact that it's called the Karate Kid as well. It's just that's your name forever. Like no matter what you do, you're the Karate Kid. Like it's, it's so difficult. I think what what this film is probably the two most memorable things. Obviously, is the tournament and is the Mister Miyagi training. So obviously, he he waxes the cars, he sands his deck, he paints his fence both sides, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then paints his house. Tom, at what point of that would you be like, fuck you, mate, I'm not your fucking slave? What, what point would you given up? Probably when he would have said both sides. Yes, that's exactly what I, I said. Like, that's, I think that's when I, I would have just gone, I can't do this anymore. Because you, waxing four cars, like washing and waxing four cars, pain in the ass, but it's doable. Sanding those decks, fine. You know, I, I've, I've sanded stuff before. It's again, it's a pain in the ass, but it's just painting so fucking boring, especially when you're doing the same motion over and over and over again. And then you think you're done and you get broken. Your spirit gets broken with both sides and you've got to redo the whole thing just on the inside. And it's just. Because I think the initial one, you've got the the enthusiasm of I'm going to learn karate or I've got to wash his cars first. Fine. And he obviously likes cars. So in their nice cars, so it's fine. Like a bit of labor. And then you're sort of lured into the, the sanding of the decks, and you're like, right, okay, sand some decks. Not sure what this has got to do with karate, but I'm doing it, it's fine. And I think after that, you're like, right, here, here comes the karate. What? Well, painting your fucking fence. And then you get like, it's, just that, it's that line of offsides. And you're like, no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done, Miyagi, mate. I'm not, I'm not, you've paid me. I'm getting nothing. I think that would be the, the giving up point, definitely. That would break your, break your spirit a little bit. But it was interesting because you could obviously you could see it coming what he was doing. What but I, I think, I, it's sad that you obviously know of wax on wax off because you kind of know there's going to be another reason for it to be. I'd love to, I'd love to know to watch this again without any sort of knowledge. Yeah. Do you know what he's doing? Well, it's the motions. I know the wax on wax off, as in the line. I know it was talking about cars i knew all that but then it's when you see the motions that he's having him do because he, he's very because mr miyagi is very specific of doing the motions in a certain way yeah. and the wax on is in then out yeah sanding is out then in and then it's up down and then it's left same, right same, and again yeah. it's when he goes on the piece of paper when he's asking him to paint the house do from side to side and he he, he and he maintains throughout the film 
karate is not about attacking it's about reacting to what the yeah. opponent's doing so there's a method to his madness yes i think that's where the age at which i watched this film as comes in because obviously if you've seen this as a 14 15 year old your mind's not going to take you in that direction yeah whereas as a, as a 30 year old i can i can take that and break it down and i, I can see where this is going to and I think that that's probably the, where, the, where it falls in. It's not knowing wax on, wax off. Obviously, I know that it's about karate. It's in the fucking title. <laughs> and Sneaks I, up on you. I know there's going to be a tournament at the end, which it's a film he's probably going to win. So it's and very... I, and I think that's where we mentioned Rocky before. So Rocky changed the game because in the first Rocky, he doesn't win. I, uh, yes. And you're, and, and you're like, fuck. And it, yeah. Well, apparently the, the original ending of this, Daniel wasn't meant to win, it was meant to end right. getting his leg like fucking half chopped off yeah. and it was going to be like you still sort of redeemed yourself and you gained respect, because you can see the way that they were turning against Cobra Kai and that was meant to be the, but I think there was like a, a, a backlash of the people in the tournament and it was like needs to win sort of thing, but we'll, we'll get to the tournament at the end yeah. uh, but <laughs> one question I kept thinking during this was if this was made in 2020, at what point in the movie does Daniel die? Like, Well, <laughs> it's just something, because I watched this with Anna, who'd already seen it, but she hadn't seen it in years. And she said, she, I think it was when he first walks into Mr. Miyagi's apartment, like willy-nilly. And I was <laughs> like, well, you can't do that nowadays. And, and, was- just, and, and then the mum just kind of casually leaving her son happily with an old Asian man in his house constantly. I was like, at this point, obviously this is the 80s and everything was much safer 36 years ago. Those five guys have definitely stabbed them as well at some point. There's knives involved, there's guns. He just kept... It was was interesting because each time he got beaten up, it was that little bit worse, wasn't it? And it, it it was funny that he got beat up said it was a bike he fell off his bike and then his next fall his next thing was he actually fell off his bike, his bike yeah. there's a lot of that, that we'll, we'll get to, to these eventually but the time when he gets after the halloween party when he gets beat up by the the skeletons yeah and it was it was nice to see one of johnny's mates to be like no he's had enough like stop yes. that was very good because you don't see that often in film when you know they're like oh he's had enough and it wasn't like he's had enough the guy pushes him away, and that's it. Like he probably like grabbed him and like shouting at him. He's like, "He's had enough. Stop." The mentality of, "Well, these guys are all going to beat me up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour water on one of them that sort of delays him for at least ten seconds before he can then chase after me." Like, what? Wait, why? Why, Daniel? You fucking idiot! <laughs> what well, do you? I... What do you think the comeuppance is going to be from this? <laughs> well, he he his mistake was to carry on running because. He got went out of the toilets. Do you just put the shower curtain back over and stand still? Yeah, and just kind of stand still. Yeah. No one knows that you're the shower curtain, other than the guy who's been in the toilet. Are you going to try and outrun five guys who are doing like hardcore? As no, like, like and, karate, like fucking fighting. And <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, the one point—not I'm saying—the one point that I didn't believe in this film. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that yeah, you can question about this film, but the one point I really was like. Hmm. was when Mr. Miyagi jumps the fence. First of all, that was it. That was the first one, when he jumps the fence. I was like, he's never getting up that fence, let's be honest. And yeah. then he just, like, very casually, with very little arm movement, beats up those five guys. And I was like, 
I know you're meant to be this karate master secretly. And this was probably the moment where you're meant to be like, oh my God, he's incredible. He's so cool. I was like, the amount of effort that went into those chops, I was like, you are not hurting anyone. Well, but see, it's all about the, the, the movement and move, like that, that quarter inch of just blah, power. Don't you, oh. don't you disrespect Mr. Miyagi. I think what was more unbelievable was the way he just ripped off the padlock off the gate and walked through it afterwards. Like, why did he just do that in the fucking first place? That was so much easier. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise, teach karate. And a friend. Fighting always last answer. How did you do that? Don't know. First time. Power. Whole body. Make a perfect picture. But how do I know if my picture's the right one? If come from inside of you, always right on. Tom, how are you enjoying Brewdog's Lost Lager? And what I will say is, it's funny that we've gone, you've gone back to basics with still one of the kind of original kind of micro breweries. It's not that we've gone back to basics with like a Miller or a Budweiser. No, or but... I, I, I like that this is basic. There is like a nationwide micro brewer. Is that a thing? Lager is basic. Yeah. Yeah, in that sense, it's, I've I, I enjoy that our, our we see Brewdog as like the basics. We're going to the basics, which is yeah. I think that's and, and that's no disrespect to Brewdog. They're a very good brewery. They do some very good beers. It's just that we're not, you know, I'm not reaching for Norwegian sours or German IPAs. How is it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really nice. This guy. I mean, it's a lot. It's as good as a lager can be in my eyes. Like it's easy to drink. I'm not hating every sip. Um, like that, I think it was a Heineken I had at the airport that one day. I think I was texting you, and I was like, "Why don't do I know I, I've, I've I've stopped now. It's like if something has an IPA, if the airport has an IPA on tap, I'll have that. Yeah, I, know. I think I had I think I had punk when we went to Sri Lanka at Manchester Airport. I was like, "Oh, this will do." Like a kind of punk. Exactly. Yeah, if you have have punk. That's fine. And yeah, nice punk IPAs. That's yeah, so with with the brew dogs that have got left from the prize uh cat was like just keep like a load of them because if you go to someone's party or something take some brew dog you know you're gonna have something to drink rather than That's like nice and then you don't hate yeah yeah exactly just you're not having like you said omnipole or where vega those kind of things something that's drinkable and you can you can get by problem is andrew we're not going to any parties no we're not going to any parties like for a fucking long time no, we, but... we just drink them at home getting some ourselves <laughs> I gave some to the guy who did work on the house. Was it for a bit extra? I was like, want some beers, mate? I'll give you some beers. Little four pack. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this uh, laser grazer is really nice. Really, really drinkable sour. It's not. It's not too tart. Getting the berries. I, I do like this brewery. I had a couple in New York. I've had had a can on Sunday watching the NFL as well. They do some good stuff. That's a Kings County Brewers Collective. Which is Have to find them on Instagram. They were on a House of Trembling Madness, Tom, is where I got these. Ah, right. The one day they'll sponsor us. They <laughs> have day. to listen to us first. Okay, now, this is a, maybe a controversial take in 2020 from a film that came out in 1884. Daniel Sun is a scumbag. Daniel Sun is a scumbag. <laughs> with regards to his relationship with Ali, I just want to point that out. In Just... just uh... He's addicted to his mum. His mum's like trying to further a career, moving to LA, and oh no, you've had to move to the sunny side of America. Like, doesn't know you had any friends anyway, so who are you fucking missing? Yeah. And he just knocks on her for ages. Absolute twat to Ali when, yeah, he, did, he didn't see when 
she punched Johnny. I mean, he had the audacity to turn up through a kitchen wearing a white shirt and trousers. What do you think is going to happen? Ridiculous. <laughs> and then his whole routine for getting her back was to, like, sleaze up beside this sort of arcade game. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no, you're not. And then... Look, walk, I have a really nice yellow car. And walk up and go, hey, slugger. And then that's it. Like, you've redeemed yeah. yourself. Yeah. Come on, Ali, have a bit of respect for yourself. In 2020, that would not fly. She's leaving him on red. Like, you're blocked. Like, not a chance. Not a chance. So I didn't see it in that sense. What I, what I noticed early on was Daniel has anger issues. Like, big anger issues. Like when what, he was... That was a yeah, it was a big overreaction. Like, why are you taking it out on the bike when that's not your fault that it's not the bike's fault that you got pushed off a cliff? Yeah, like, and it's very nice of uh, Mr. Miyagi to uh, to fix it for him. He no one asked for no one asked him to do that, but yeah, it was. I wrote down he's got anger issues. Maybe he should take up a sport like karate to (laughs) vent his frustration. Turns into my other point is like I struggled to like Daniel through this. Yeah. I struggled to root for him. Really? Yeah, I really did. No, because I think I think it's fair to say that out of the two, Johnny is the bigger dick. Oh yeah, massively. Like I mean, the bigger the bigger dick is, and I've forgotten his name. The the teacher. Oh, uh, Crease. Crease. Yeah, I mean he's, and as Mister Miyagi says, like not bad student, only bad teacher. Like it's not. It's not Johnny's fault that so he's been, and it's there's, there's a line when they're doing the when they first show them in the dojo, and it's uh, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Yeah, I, I I did karate up until I got a brown and white belt, which was like the one below black. Right. And like, and at no point was it strike first, strike hard, no mercy. It was self defense and like using your opponent's momentum against them. Yeah, and yeah of course, yeah. It, it's discipline. It's all this. It's not beat the shit out of people. I I did judo for a year. Nice. Yeah, year. I, yeah, yeah. I got to my yellow and white belt, which was the second oh. belt. I know it was cute. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Not enough what, punching for my life. What I didn't like about karate was to get your belt, you had to do like a a routine. So it yeah. was like you go like go left, go punch, punch, block, turn around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a choreograph basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. How does that help me in self defense, guys? If you just want to stand like there, 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 well, there. I've got, some, I've got some work to do around the flat. Now, if you come here, I will teach you karate. And... <laughs> but it's like, if you get four guys standing at the exact points where I do these, like, yeah. moves, I'm going to be fine. I've got a small leak under my sink. I think that would really help you. Turn <laughs> like, on, turn yeah, off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, and, it, and it stems into my second point is, and it's not, it's not either. Mr. Miyagi is the fucking hero of this film. Like, oh, absolutely. And I think that Pat Morita... And the scene him. that does it is the anniversary scene where he gets smashed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, you, you care more about Mr. Miyagi than you do about Daniel at any point in this film. Of course. He's crying over his, like, his dead wife. He was in the military. Like, he's a sad, respectful old man who just wants to help people. And I'm like, yeah, Daniel, you better fucking win this turn for Mr. Miyagi, you old dick. Like, I mean, he's so sad. He's Miyagi. so sad in that scene that he manages oh. to pour a drink out of a closed bottle. It was magnificent. It's the sadness, Thomas. Sad. <laughs> it's the sadness. 
the tear, the whiskey gets poured through <laughs> whoever he's drinking. There's so much emotion in that scene. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. When... It was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this. Ah, absolutely, absolutely deserves it. It was fantastic. That bit when he talks about, when he's drunk and has a rant and talks about complications at birth and all that stuff. Obviously, he doesn't... You, Daniel hasn't read the letter at this point, but he's just going on. He just, you know... Thank you for your service, complication of uh, uh, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, that's not going to be a good thing. And obviously he picks up the the letter and reads it out loud. And there you have the utmost respect for Mr. Miyagi at this point. And I, I love that it went proper dark. Like, this is like an 84 kind of children's, like, feel-good adventure movie in a sense. It went proper dark with, like... For, like, five minutes, yeah. Children, a little baby dying, his wife's dead. It's like... And what it did do is it made... Daniel care more about Mr. Miyagi, which then obviously you respect the teachings and like yeah. all that. But I think yeah, it did more for what you cared about Mr. Miyagi and you wanted Mr. Miyagi to be successful than you did Daniel winning the tournament. And it's it was just such a nice different moment in this kind of film. Like I suppose Rocky Two had it when Adrian's in the coma after the birth. It's that sort of like inspiration to win, but it was it was just done differently and if I think at some point they were, they were talking about taking this out of the movie when they were making it. And it, oh, I'm so glad they did. Yeah, so glad yeah. they kept it. I it say, different yeah. change of pace. It just worked, worked brilliantly. My favourite line from Mr Miyagi, other than obviously the classics, but I'm not going to I'm not going to count those. There's a what what we would call as references to life nowadays. Yeah. But it's his, uh, and it, it made me think of you, Andrew. It made me think of you. <laughs> God. To make honey, you need young flower, not old prune. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. When you met Kat, was that something you met? Wow. In the moment he said it, I was like, that's Andrew and Kat right there. Andrew, <laughs> praying on Kat to make honey, need young flower, not old prune. <laughs> so what you're saying is I dumped my old prune and got myself a young flower, Tom, is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. You've you've drilled it into my head. You're only as young as the woman you're seeing or dating or whatever. This is what your dad said. Well, like my dad is you're only as old as the woman you're feeling. The views of my father do not represent the views of Double Feature. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Tom. That's great. <laughs> you're welcome. Always here. So we get to... Is there anything, before we get to the tournament, Tom, is there anything else you wanted to bring up about what you picked out for this? I would really like one of those cars. They're really nice cars. Apparently, it was a, a gift by the producer to Ralph Macchio. And he well, yeah, gave him the yellow car. And apparently, he still has it to this day when whatever the IMDb notes were written. That's very good. Very I kind nice. of when he hit like, the rough patch of like, his 30s, he definitely would have sold it for like a cheeseburger or something. You know, it was really <laughs> a back alley. Oh, there's, what what I enjoyed about this film the most, and I think this was a probably a a big plus for Ralph Macchio, was that all of his conversations felt very natural. Mm. At no point, like from the first one that he has with that kid Freddie uh, that he meets, as who like kicks yeah. the door open and hits him in the face. From that moment onwards, I was like, you know what? He makes these conversations feel smooth, and I think that's something that a lot of young actor well he's not young he's 23 but you know what i mean like a lot of first-time actors struggle is that some of the conversations could feel wooden they're not there was i felt that he it, it did feel like he was just having a chat with some bloke that he just met and it, it followed through throughout the entire film and i really appreciated that and it made it feel less 80s and i don't know obviously 
because a lot of a lot of 80s films can come across as incredibly cheesy in some of the yeah. lines they use and i think that the, the mum wasn't great she was a bit no um, but, but a lot of it was a lot of it felt seamless and obviously the, it was it was nice the contrast between daniel's full sentences and mr miyagi's very short kind of like yeah yeah yeah, exactly and it 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 was very i like that contrast a lot the soundtrack of this one was fantastic all the songs that were used it was because it wasn't just there was the bill Conti kind of like then you had like the song song was like cool summer i think is it banana is that banana rama cool summer cool summer banana rama's in it yeah there's a lot of and the end song the the end song you're the best I, I, when back in Disney, you had the MP3s on iTunes. What was up there? I like on my, my, my gym running playlist. You're the best around. Apparently, it was already it was written for Rocky. Was the, I think it was Rocky Three, but they did Survivor, Eye of the Tiger instead. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Like If you think about it now, you could have that at the end of Rocky. There's a line in the lyrics that it's a history. It's like, history, you repeat yourself, try it, and you'll succeed. It's like... right. It's, it's, like a, it's like a rocky lane. Of, of, but it works for this as well because he gets beaten up many times. History does repeat yeah. itself and try and you'll succeed. Oh, so. it definitely works. As you can see, you can see it's definitely like, that for Rocky. It works. Cool. Yeah. Do it. Did you notice? You've seen Happy Gilmore, right? Yes. Oh, God, a long time ago. Don't ask yes. me to. Yeah. Uh, his gran. Right. The grandmother on Happy Gilmore, who's like playing golf to win the house back, uh-huh. is, is the old woman at the start with a dog. Oh, is it? Yeah, like, so it's Frances Baines. Like she looked old then, and that was nineteen eighty four, yeah. and she's still going in Happy Gilmore, which was ninety six. Like twelve years later, she's, like, she's just an old woman. Like, she's just a woman forever. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't aged. So let's get to the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I thought the fight scenes were were really good because the one of yeah. the referees was like the coordinator as well. Right. So they made it made it really good. What I didn't, what I didn't realize as being an adult is, so you have learned wax on, wax off. You have learned the sweeping of the leg. You've learned the up and down. What's his first move? Side step kick. Yeah. Well, what you what you don't see is the training he does, <laughs> where, where Mister Miyagi run drives towards him with a car really quickly. <laughs> And he has to dodge it and then knock ah, the wing mirror off as right. he drives past him. So, uh, from what I've heard, they had to cut that out of the film. <laughs> so it would be too dangerous for children who would see yeah. the film. So, they and were like, this would give them a bad idea. We'll, we'll make them do household chores instead <laughs> of convincing them that cars should be driven towards them. But, but in so many of his fights, he uses none of the moves that he's learned through. They really, they really should have made a point of, like, a bit of a wax on, a bit of yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just very much like, I'm going to sidestep and punch or like kick. Or, right? He does he does the Miyagi sweep move as well. Yeah. Miyagi did on him once. Yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting that you say that because obviously what Mr. Miyagi teaches him are the basics. Yes. Now, you take those basics and then it's all about playing on your instincts. So you, you've been told that also... you have to... Miyagi knows that these guys are not karate. They are just wanting to fight and kick and yeah. punch. They're using that against them. Like, do the blocks and you'll get a, a punch in. Like, that's all you need. Using their... Side step kick is using the momentum against yeah. them. But he didn't teach them at any point during the film. <laughs> I told you, they took it out. And I think he used it like 
three times. <laughs> he does. Well, one thing I was very impressed by, which, again, made me doubt the veracity of this film, was how good of a healer Mr. Miyagi is. Mate, it's, it's ancient uh, Okinawa secrets that... I, was, I wrote down, I reckon, if he was still around these days, we wouldn't have COVID-19. He'd just run around <laughs> and it'd be gone. <laughs> and then he just, he just snapped the world back into place. <laughs> exactly. No, I... You wouldn't have so many ACLs in the NFL as well. Just let me yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, every time someone just snaps something, they'll be like, I'm Mr. Miyagi, he's entering the pitch. Oh, he's back up. Oh, it's a touchdown. He's like, he's like the blue tent, Mr. Miyagi, he'll be back on in five minutes. Because like, he's basically broken, nearly broken his leg. And yeah. And I love oh. how he's like, he has to ask for it. It's like, can you please do your thing? I really want to go back out there. What I didn't know is how especially at the beginning when you're going through the preliminary rounds, is how short karate matches are. Well, yeah, all the training is like two points and you're out. Bye. Yeah, and, it, and I felt that very... I was, I was a bit disappointed in that, in a sense. I was like, bang, bang, out. I was like, all right, cool. I'm pretty sure I did one karate tournament. But it was like, you had like a group stage. Right. So you got like three fights before going home. Yeah, which shows you how good I was at karate. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it that Mr. Miyagi says when he says I'm gonna I'm gonna be rubbish and he's like more time to do something like everyone's like he says get home early or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's good for you, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but I did I did enjoy the final once you got past the, the what we're gonna call the easy people, um yeah. it, it got a little bit more kind of Well what in, what I didn't quite understand about the final fight was Obviously, Daniel goes like, 2-1 up. 2-0 up. 2-0 up, and it goes 2-1, then it goes 2-2, and then Johnny definitely hits him before He punches the... him in the face, and that was my question. Yeah, because... He punches him in the face. You seem to be able to kick in the face, but you can't punch in the but face. But I think it was... Is it because it was a proper punch, and that doesn't count? <sighs> Yeah, because you're meant to do certain thing with your hand or whatever, and they saw it as a proper punch. I don't know. It definitely Either wasn't way. explained. It could have kind of went like illegal hit or something. Just yeah. Like... Either way, I saw the crane kick come a mile off. Well, what I what I found interesting with this is because I was saying I know what's coming. They set it up. She did it on Miyagi. Does it? Does it on the log? There wasn't as if this was made now. There'd be like a five minute slow motion build up to the green kick. Yeah, of course, of course. There'd be like a nod between me, Aggie, and Daniel, like, and he'd do like a motion or something. And then he'd be like, Are you sure? And he'd be like, Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Slow motion. It's just a case of they get back to the lane, and he does, he does the it thing. Was, it's because he's hobbling on one leg and he can't put pressure on, yeah, on that leg. But, but I like that there was no like over elaborate build up. Yeah. It was just Daniel getting back to the spot. Yeah. Put his leg up, and they have a look at each other like, "What the fuck is this?" And bang, and you're wondering, you're like, "That's how you do it." Well, there's no. That is how you do it. Now speaking about not over elaborate, the ending. It was. Which goes back to my point of Mr. Maggie being the hero of this film. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, he does the kick. Johnny congratulates him and says, "You're all right." Yeah, and then it, that they look at each other. Mr. Miyagi does a face motion, and it freezes, and that's the end. I was like, "Wait, what?" 
Because as we, as you just said, nowadays you'd have twenty minutes after this, yeah, where they so would go on about how you know him and Ali have, have like patched things up and they're really happy together. Johnny giving him like a fist bump at school when they see each other again. Mr. Miyagi going back to his bonsai clipping, all that shit. Whereas now, it, but I was it li- literally caught me off guard. The whole. I just, I just love that it was like the little nudge with him and Mr. Miyagi. It, it freezes on Mr. Miyagi's face. Yeah, like, he's yeah. a real hero. <laughs> Fuck you, Daniel. Exactly. You can't walk. You've won an under 18s karate tournament, but let's freeze on the real star of this movie. Exactly. And I think that, yeah, that, caught, that really caught me off guard. I don't know. <laughs> he as well. I was expecting at least five minutes of like, Daniel, yeah. Daniel. But no. So I don't know if they ran out of time slash budget slash I don't know like this was the last day on set and they're like fuck we've got to wrap things up very quickly. Apparently they filmed it all in sequence as well, which is very that, rare for. That is very rare. Normally you film like the ending to start with and then yeah and they go back and forth. Yeah, yeah apparently they filmed it in sequence. So, okay, that's interesting. Tom, Wasliger has gone down nicely. Well, really. I mean it's. It's a whole 4.7, so it's very easy to drink. 4.7%. It's a, it's a small can. I drink quickly. These things happen. Like I think lager will all, for me, in my head, unless there's something that I've never tasted that is mind-blowing, for me, lager is always going to have like a plateau of like 3.5 at best. I think, I, I think this is just falls in the I would have it again. I mean, I'm going to because you've given me four cans of it. But it's more the fact that if this was, if there was nothing else, like at an airport, and they said, and on there was like lost lager brewed. I'd be like, yeah, right, yeah, like yeah, one, yeah. I'd have it. But that's as far as it's going to get. It hasn't revolutionised the lager industry. It's I don't know what makes it twenty first century pilsner, but it is what it is, and it's going to get a nice solid three. Yeah, it's a decent yeah. score for Israel lager. Laser grazer. It's been a, it's a really enjoyable drink. I've not quite finished the full. It's a four forty ml can. I'm getting there. Really enjoyable. One of the it's as sour as you want it to be, it's as tart as you want it to be, getting all the berries, it's going down easy. I want to give it a four. Okay, that's a strong, that's a, that's yeah. strong for you. Like, that's strong. Yeah, it's just like you can't really fault it. Like we say, like when you when we were talking about giving films at like nine, nines and tens, and yeah, stuff, yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've nothing to mark it down on. Like, really, it's part of it's not, I think, fat. 4.5s and 5s are for those things you're like, Jesus Christ, that's like ridiculous. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, like that that Omnipolo I had the other day that you had on the podcast. Yeah. The double, wherever it was, that was absolutely incredible. So it, just does, it does everything you want to do, and it does everything it says. Back to Quatica Tom, as you'd never seen it before, I want to hear what, you, what are you giving it first? It's it's an 8. It was. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had very little to criticize it on i think that it didn't create its own genre in a sense like it, it did it, it was it was just a very easy watch but it was very good at what it did it had some classic lines which obviously was one of the reasons why it became so popular mr miyagi was fantastic i really enjoyed ralph Macho's performance uh, i i fully believed that johnny was a dick everything yep. about the story was completely believable he's a, he's a good he's a good baddie and he's a very good baddie and, and so, so is crease as well for like the limited Chris, like yeah. screen time and lanes sweep the leg like, yeah <laughs> it was it was just very enjoyable and I'd happily watch it again down the line. I'd recommend it to people who haven't seen it. I know we're few and far between these days, but 
I would recommend it. And yeah, like it's made me definitely want to delve into Cobra Kai now and, and mm. you see see what that's all about, especially that's got such a good rating. So I'm excited to get into Cobra Kai. Now I know you've seen it and I'm guessing you went into it thinking about it as a what you, I'm guessing you had a rating in mind when you went into it. Looking back on how you'd I point I point that I didn't have a rating going into because I think I think it'd been that long since I'd seen it. Like, I don't think I'd watched it as an adult again, but I remember it from my childhood as like because I'm pretty sure it was why I did karate. Like right, okay, yeah. And there definitely was like a karate buzz. Yeah. Like because we because we went to karate, there was like a full gym hall full of people doing karate. Like this wasn't this was a it was a fad, but it it reached a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So that must have been. Ladies, it was definitely. Cause I remember, someone had the 1988 Celtic centenary top, so it's it was 88. We're talking, so four years after it, probably when it came out on video, I'd imagine mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. big karate wave. So, it's the reason why I did karate, and I did karate for maybe a couple of years until I was like, No, I'm not fit. There was one of, one of the instructors was not Mr. Miyagi, he was like the fucking, he was basically like Crease. Right. When you're in your stance, if your stance wasn't right, he'd just sweep you, really. Yeah, you know, don't like wow. what I, I must have been like seven or eight getting swept and you're fucking hitting off the wooden floor. Yeah, Jesus. couldn't do that in 2020, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the reason why I did karate, it's the reason why like, me and my dad used to watch all these like kung fu films. It was that love that sort of genre. Yeah, so I was interested looking at it now to be like, how does it stand up? Does it sort of live up to the memory? And there was so much of it I didn't remember. I think a lot yeah. of the sort of alley stuff and you remember the Mr. Miyagi scenes, you don't remember Ali really at all. Because yeah. it's not. Because when you're like seven or eight, you don't, you don't care. care. Fucking yeah, you just girls. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it held up well. It didn't feel like two hours at all. No. I loved, loved the karate scenes, loved Miyagi. And I, as an adult, I've now more respect for Pat Moriarty's performance. Like, of course, yeah, 100%. That is a whole other level to it. Like even even Cat, who didn't enjoy the movie, was still like you could see her like fucking hell. This is like it's, it's dusty in here. Like <laughs> she didn't enjoy it. No, she didn't. She didn't like it. Heathens. <laughs> so yeah, it 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 stood up the test of time. It didn't sort of make me question my childhood in any way. And yeah, more respect for some of the performances. I'm giving it eight point five. Yeah, there we go. That's, I think that's what it deserves, really. Yeah. There's like probably a half point on there for like nostalgia and kind of what it, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's everything I kind of wanted to be still, which is which is good. And again, it's it re, reinvigorates my want to watch Cobra Kai. So I'll probably I'll probably watch two before I go to Cobra Kai. All right. So uh, thanks for listening to me yeah. talk about the Karate Kid. Uh, let us know. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what other sort of eighties, early nineties films that are or your childhood. I probably haven't seen them, so recommend them, and I will <laughs> happily watch them. And I, I, I mean, I, I hope I've not seen some as well. It'll be kind of interesting looking back. So yeah, let us know what to watch in that sort of early eighties, early nineties genre from Tom's childhood, my childhood. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, until next time, from me and Tom. Cheers. cheers. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents the Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> J.C. Penny, G98. <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.